the Mughal system of government. This podcast is about the grand rationale and the moving dynamics of the Mughal system of governance and politics in India. In order to understand the Mughals, the first thing that we have to understand is that they were foreigners with no major indigenous presence in India. Initially, they came with an Uzbek and Central Asian nucleus. But this uh, Central Asian nucleus, as far as the army's manpower was concerned, the real fighting core manpower, was removed during Akbar's time when Akbar, under the influence of his Persian advisors, purged the Uzbeks and that was the end of the story. Now, the Mughal system was not based on religion or jihad or any such thing which now in the modern India many extremist parties are trying to propagate. They were against anyone regardless of religion, race or ethnicity as far as the power politics was concerned. Number one. The first major challenge to the Mughals, if you study, did not come from any non-Muslim group, but from the Pashtuns who actually removed them from power and forced them to seek sanctuary in Persia. This is the most important and crucial part of Mughal history. It was at this time that Humayun and his successors decided that in order to remain secure in power, they could not trust a major Muslim group like Pashtuns, like in the case of Sher Shah Suri and his family, the major threat came from the Pashtuns who had a sizable presence in the Indian Park subcontinent. So the unwritten Mughal deduction which you don't find in any books was that they decided to rely on a core Persian Shia Muslim minority with the ulterior idea that this Shia leadership could not really gather any major ethnic group based on the sectarian divergence against the Mughals. So you find the Persians major part of the Mughal nobility. And uh, this continued even under Aurangzeb who was regarded as anti-Shia and uh, uh, so many other labels, it's a long discussion, but the uh, Shia ascendancy 
as far as the Mughal generals and the nobility was concerned, carried on even in Aurangzeb's time. And now what do you see? Because uh, the Mughal commanders were selected based on the Machiavellian grounds, what do you see? Zulfiqar Khan, a Shia, he readily dealt with Marathas, even, you know, switched allegiance when it suited him. Sayyid brothers, you see, readily bringing the Marathas because they could not really trust the Muslim soldiers and uh, then using the tactics of divide and rule. And even within Shias, such betrayals that uh, the major reason for the downfall of Sayyid brothers was not a Sunni Muslim, but his own Shia compatriots, uh, the family of uh, Sadat Ali Khan of Awad, the Awad Shias, again Persians imported by Mughals, were the main reason why the Sayyid brothers, also Shias, were totally destroyed and erased from the practical history of Mughals. Religion was never the important part of this whole drama of uh, Machiavellian intrigues and uh, switching sides. Like a Punjabi, he readily brought the Marathas in 1756 to occupy Punjab just because uh, his main enemy were the Afghans, the Abdalis, the Duranis. So, religion was not the central part of the whole affair. And the policy of uh, divide and rule continued. And uh, even the uh, theory that Aurangzeb was anti-Hindu is false. Because uh, recent researchers have proved that Aurangzeb was heavily ennobling the Marathas and the Marathas formed a very large part of the Mughal nobility under Aurangzeb. So this too is also false. Very strange things emerge. Why the Marathas clashed with Aurangzeb? This also has got a very strange mix of sectarian and power political background. This happened because Aurangzeb overran the Shia kingdoms in the south of India and the Marathas were the main uh, uh, soldiers and the main knights of the southern Shia kingdoms. And that is how uh, the Marathas came into clash with the Mughals. Again, very interesting things we see, like uh, in Punjab, the counterinsurgency tactics that the Mughals followed against the Sikhs were totally based on genocide and give no quarter. So the Mughal-Muslim, uh, Mughal-Sikh relation was much more bitter than uh, the Maratha-Mughal relationship. So when uh, the Sikhs conquered Punjab, uh, the Bachai Masjid was a stable, horse stable and a magazine and so many other mosques were like that. Uh, 
and washed with urines and all that. But if you see the Maratha area, where the Marathas were in control in India, while the Mughal emperor was the rubber stamp king, the Maratha-Mughal relationship was much more civilized and mutually respecting each other. They, the Marathas, if you study them, and the Mughals, they had a working relationship and they respected each other and the Marathas uh, did not desecrate the mosques you know, in the Maratha ruled areas. They were more refined than the Sikhs, but the Sikhs had a reason because the Mughals had uh, butchered the Sikhs like you know, worse than animals during the Sikh insurgency, which lasted in Punjab for almost 90 years or 100 years. So they had a different relationship. The sum total is that uh, all along the various relationships were based on uh, the power play, the uh, political dynamics, not on religion or ethnicity. Like the Mughals were all along in conflict with the Pashtuns, they had a problem all along. And uh, the same situation we see in Pakistan now in Fata or during the British time or Sikh time. The same tribal expeditions were continuing. And uh, now, you know, it's very fashionable to say that uh, the Fata TTP are being sponsored by the Rao and so many other people. But there was no Rao in uh, Mughal times when the Mughals were fighting against Pashtuns or in Sikh times. So these things have a deep background and have to be studied in detail. And uh, this short podcast I am just uh, recording for the sake of our respected members of the group. God bless all.